Welcome to my 90s playlist. This is a podcast about the hits of the 90s. We're looking at what made our favorite songs so popular back then and why we still love them today. I am Tracy, a.k.a. Young Overcaffeinated, a.k.a. Makes Bad Decisions with Coffee, <laughs> a.k.a. I'm sorry for whatever happens after this. <laughs> and I'm a Koto, a.k.a. Co, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Co-host, a.k.a. Right. <laughs> so cute. No Corona. <laughs> DJ No Corona in the DJ No building. Corona, what's up? <laughs> in each episode, we'll dive deep into one of our favorite 90s songs. We're going to talk about the lyrics, the music, and how each song came to be. And we'll look at the effects each of these songs had on the world. We'll do some games, tell some stories, and above all, we'll celebrate the music that we love so much. Today, we're going to be talking about Fantasy by Mariah Carey, featuring ODB himself, Old Dirty Bastard, a.k.a. Big Baby Jesus. R.I.P. R.I.P. For sure. Akoto, you love Mariah Carey. Fair I do. To say? I do. Where does Fantasy rank in your list of favorite Mariah Carey songs? That's hard. Yeah. But it's definitely like top two favorite Mariah Carey moments. Mm. In my opinion, fantasy really changed the landscape of pop and hip hop. Like when I think about when the song came out and how sort of shocking it was to the world to see Mariah with ODB, it's just like one of those indelible things. It's like Missy in the trash bag, you know? It's like that same yeah. sort of like, whoa, something is happening here and mm. it's new and it's fresh and I, I'm into it. I want to talk so much more about that, about the shock of Mariah Carey and ODB. But first, can we just listen to the song and jam out a little bit? Oh, we must. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) That's right. The shining star. My shining star, girl. (laughs) Yo, New York. It's Brooklyn in the house, right. uptown in the house, Charlotte, are you in the house, Boogie Down, are you in the house, yeah. Sacramento in the house, like Atlanta, that. Georgia, are you in the house, West Coast, are you in the house, yeah. Japan, are you He's just so inclusive, you know? Yeah. He knew what he was doing. He's international. He said Japan. <laughs> and then he's just like, fucking like everybody. Baby, come on. I wish I was on a merry-go-round every time I hear this song. I know. It's so good.
go back like babies with pacifiers. Old dirt dog, no liar. Keep the fantasy hot like fire. Jump, jump. Let me see you do the stomp. Girls, let me see you shake your rope. Fellas, get it from the back and Let's do it, do it, do it. I'm a little bit country. I remember being like, who is this guy? Because I was not familiar really with Wu-Tang. I knew that Wu-Tang existed. Right. And I was just like, oh, that's some New York shit that I'm never going to understand in my life. <laughs> and it worked. It really and did. And it worked. It, it made really, really the did. song. It, it really made the song. That was fun. It was fun. Lakota. Talk to me. I would just like to hmm. present to you some things that you may or may not know about the song. I'm ready. Okay. So, Fantasy became Mariah Carey's ninth number one single on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart. Mm-hmm. It became the first single by a female artist to open at the top of the chart, and only the second single to do so after You Are Not Alone by mm. Michael Jackson. And we know how huge that, that song was. That was a big-ass song, yeah. It debuted at number one due to strong album sales, which were expected to exceed 229,000 copies. Damn. And he was putting up numbers in the 90s, man. I mean, just like all the time. And here, speaking of numbers, here's my favorite stat and my favorite discovery about this song. Mariah Carey has stated that the Bad Boy remix contributed to over half the sales of Fantasy. That makes a lot of sense. Half is like a big number. It is. It's like 50%. It is. Also, the video, I'm sure, helped, right? First of all, shout out to the amusement park where it happens called Playland, which is located in Rye, New York. Shout out to Rye, New York. I did not know that. Uh, Westchester County in the house. Big up. What, what? Whoop, whoop. We're trying to... Our uh, producer, Eric, is from <laughs> Rye. And we just, you know, we just want you to feel... Shout out to Rye, for yes. sure. Okoto, get excited because it's time to talk about um, your favorite person and your favorite thing. Puff Daddy. It's the remix, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Puff himself? Who let Puff in here? Hey, man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty good at it. Okay, go ahead. So what happened was the album comes out. Okay. They need somebody to come in, do a remix. Okay. In walks Puff. Mm-hmm. And basically, he was like, Puffy. Yeah. Loop that part of the sample. That's why. Mm. This, that is the main difference between the main and the remix. In the regular one, it's just sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Okay. And then on the remix, Puffy takes that out and puts uh-huh. in, I'm in oh, heaven with my boyfriend. With my boyfriend. Wow, that part is just so like, like slithery and like sexy and it's just sexy. like you know, sexy is exactly right. Yeah, it has a groove. Yeah, for sure. So then he contributed his vocals to the song, mm-hmm. which were, "What you gonna do when you get out of jail?" You know what he's gonna do? A remix. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Puffy told us what he was doing the whole goddamn time. He did. He's like, once I'm out of here, man, I'm gonna do a remix. Remix is for everybody, right? Speaking of Puff Daddy and his vocal contributions mm-hmm. to this song, Puff didn't want to do the rap. So Mariah's like, we need Old Dirty Bastard on this track. Yes, Mariah. Mariah loved Wu-Tang. Mm-hmm. Mariah loved ODB. Mm-hmm. And look at what we got. Look, look at what, at what she gave did. us. And it's not just like she gave us this song. She's like, bam, I gave y'all a bop. She's like, bam, I gave y'all like a a whole new genre. This is the blueprint and the template for how to do this shit. Exactly. You're welcome. Exactly. I wonder, because Mariah is a black woman, mm-hmm. loves Wu-Tang, so mm-hmm. she's not only black, 
by genetics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also culturally black. Right. But as far as everybody else knew, she's this white girl with long, curly, strawberry, blondish, brownish hair and a really sweet voice. Mm-hmm. You know, like she could have easily been like the girl next door. Right. And I'm sure to see her with Old Dirty Bastard, whose name is Old Dirty Bastard, <laughs> first of all, has these gold teeth that some are going one way, some going yeah. the other way. And, you know, just very visually black and like... The hair is yeah. all over the place. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was I was shocked by it. Really? Yeah, I was. Because, like, you know, having been a fan, I would say a casual fan of Wu-Tang, mm-hmm. big fan of, of Mariah, mm-hmm. it was just so wildly different than anything she had given us before. I think it's really interesting, like, and it speaks to, like, the control that Black women crave and have never had, really, over their own image. Right. And it's like, once they get that power and control, then they... they go off, yeah, right. they go off. Whitney, they completely go off. Whitney did the same shit. In the 80s, right. saving all of my love and, mm-hmm. like, children of the future and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And so she gets the Soul Train Awards, and they're, like, so booing her. So messed up. And your own people. Right. It'd be your own people. Meanwhile, Whitney's from Newark, and she's mm-hmm. like... What? Right. I'm going to go holla at Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Uh-huh. And I'm going to get Babyface, uh-huh. the blackest producers out there. And right. they're going to do my third album. And y'all going to know mm-hmm. that I'm black. And then she Then us- I'm going to marry Bobby Brown. Right. And that'll be that. And then that'll be that. Then it's over. <laughs> That's that on that. <laughs> right. Period. And that gives us I'm Your Baby Tonight, which is one of my favorite Whitney See what happens when you let black women control stuff and be themselves? They change the world. Right. Okay. So, Tracy. Yes. I feel like I need to set the stage a little bit before I get into it. So, early 90s, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Hip-hop was becoming just as popular as pop. Billboard announces in 91 that a new album had surpassed R.E.M.'s album, which was very popular at the time. And Mm -hmm. it was Niggas for Life by N.W.A. Um, Niggas for Life had sold... Uh, nearly a million copies, and it was the first time that a rap group claimed the top spot on the Billboard 200, right? Wow. So that's happening. Uh, a little bit before that, Ooh, in the 90s... Oh, I people was mad. I'm sorry. R.E.M. was hating. It was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I did all this. And look how y'all do me. And look how y'all do me. <laughs> okay, a little bit before that, 1990. So remember when Whitney said that Bobby Brown was the king of R&B? I was like, was like what? Yeah. She might have been onto something. A little bit. <sighs> kind of, sort of. Rock with me. Okay. 1990, a song comes out called She Ain't Worth It, a one-off hit by Hawaiian pop crooner Glenn Medeiros. And it's called guess, She Ain't Worth It? Yes. Damn. Never heard it. And Bobby Brown is on that song. What? He's not singing, though. He's rapping, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> but it was the first chart-topping sing-and-rap two-artist pairing in Billboard history. Pause. I need a second. Yes. So before this song called She Ain't Worth It, there had not been a pairing of a hip-hop artist rapping on a song that a pop slash R&B singer made. I wouldn't say hip-hop artist because Bobby Brown is a singer, but it was the first mm. time that a song in which somebody was singing and rapping oh. was on the Billboard chart. Okay, okay. In I this get case, it. the it. singer was also the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> or a singer was a rapper. Right. But anyway... He started a trend. So shout out huh. to Whitney for telling us what she had known all along. He's at least the prince of R&B. At least the prince. Okay. 
You with me? You yeah. Following what's I'm still going following. On? I'm okay. still following. Then in the early 90s, guess who comes on the scene? The quintessential, amazing Mary J. Blige. Ugh. She's singing over hip hop beats, and it's just like this R&B hip hop thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige also teams up with someone from the Wu Tang. Gives us. You're all I need to get by. There we uh, go. Can we take a second to just imagine me marrying Method Man just for like a second? Did I tell you that Method Man kissed my cheek once? What? How dare you? You just gonna tell me that you cheated with my man? And it my was actually really like funny because I was walking into a, a Foot Locker mm-hmm. and I just looked up. I was like, is that Method Man? And he was like, yes, yeah, me. What's up, Shorty? <gasps> Gave me a kiss and walked away. Oh my God. And then you got pregnant. And you I didn't did. Tell I did. We have a baby. Oh, no. Now I'm going to have to fight you at some point. But we, I mean... We fight after the show. Okay. So, with your All I Need, we have sort of a blueprint for singing and rapping that's, like, wildly popular. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to Drew Dixon. Mm-hmm. She was an executive at the time who I first learned about in the documentary about Russell Simmons and his alleged abuse. Mm. But in the 90s, she was an incredibly talented music exec. And this whole thing, Your All I Need, was her mm-hmm. fucking idea. She wow. literally said, we need to sample that song. Mm-hmm. We got to get Mary J. Blige to sing the hook. And we got to get Method Man to rap. Mm-hmm. And like, we already know what that song has done. So that song was created specifically for Mary and Method Man. Yes. And it was what all... What a visionary. And it was all the idea of one person. And she just was like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. gave us a classic. And so shout out to Drew. Yeah. Okay. So all these things are brewing. Mm-hmm. Set the stage for what Mariah does next, right? Okay. I think it's also, I mean, you touched on this and you said it, but I think we just, one more time, we need to just like get people to understand mm-hmm. how big Mariah was when she drops Fantasy, right? Yeah. She's already four albums deep. Mm-hmm. She has her self-titled debut, which gave us Sunday, Someday uh, and Visions of Love. So good. Right? Vision. It was just one vision. What? Oh, uh, vi- thank you. You're welcome. It's just uh, I had a visions of love, <laughs> <laughs> and um, they was more that you given to me. <laughs> right. Okay. That's one album. Okay. Next album, she drops emotions. Uh huh. You got me feeling emotions. Oh, then she went to the lower registers. I'm deeper, deeper than yes. I've ever yes. And then also on that album is Make It Happen. Okay. Third album, the absolutely insane music box. Which gives us dream lover, come mm. rescue me. And then anytime you need a friend. But the one you certainly do know, because uh-huh. I'm almost certain you graduated middle school to this song, is Hero. Yeah. And then a hero comes along with the strength to carry on. And you cast your fears aside. And you know you can Oh, my gosh. Yes. So all of this is happening. Wow. And then she drops the Christmas album, which mm-hmm. you gave us a great history of, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how big she is. She has, like, 10 hits under her belt. Uh-huh. She's just, like, a huge person. So whatever she's doing next is going to have a lot of influence on what's happening. Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. And so it's at this moment where she's like, nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. I want to rap. <laughs> Meet my friend, Big Baby Jesus. <laughs> right. Meet my friend, old, dirty motherfucker. <laughs> so obviously, as we said, Fantasy was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, song was number one everywhere on every chart. Recorded all sorts of firsts. And what it did was really set the stage for how pop and hip-hop could go hand in hand. And since wow. then, it's basically become like a required collaboration for any major debut. Right? Yeah, like, it's kind of how music is made now. Yeah. 
Rappers feature R&B and pop stars on their albums all the time. Mm-hmm. R&B singers and pop stars always invite rappers to give guest verses. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a point between like the late 90s and early 2000s where like every rapper had to have a Mariah song. Mm. Like, mm. it was just like a part of the formula, you know? Uh-huh. Last year, 2 Chains comes out with an album, Ariana Grande singing The Hook, mm. Taylor mm-hmm. Swift's Bad Blood, Kendrick Lamar is on that. Um, yeah, I still think about that in, <laughs> in a particular way. <laughs> There's just so many examples of this. Mm-hmm. And Sasha Frary Jones, editor at The New Yorker, sums it up pretty nicely. When he says, it became standard for R&B hip-hop stars like Missy Elliott and Beyonce to combine melodies with rap verses. And young white pop stars, including Britney Spears, NSYNC, and Christina Aguilera, have spent much of the past 10 years, this is a quote from a while ago, so 10 years might mean something different than this right? has spent much of the past 10 years making pop music that is unmistakably R&B. Moreover, Jones concludes that Mariah's idea of pairing a female songbird with a leading male MCs of hip-hop changed R&B and eventually all of pop music. Wow. So yeah, these collaborations, it's like all a part of Mariah's already amazing legacy. And so any like rapper song collab that you love, thank Uh Mariah for it. Wow. And also, collaborations with rappers and Mariah could actually be its own genre. She has like more than 60 of them. Really? That yes. many? I mean, you haven't heard all of them because, like, they were, like, out. some of them were yeah. album cuts or whatever. But, like, think about, like, all the songs she did with Jay-Z, Busta Rhymes, like, Jada mm-hmm. Kid. Like, it's just too many. It's, like, wow. the thing that she's really, really good at. That's, I was going to say it's interesting. It's not interesting. It's old and still and predictable when white pop artists do that. Mm-hmm. But Mariah Carey, though she can read and present as white, Mariah is black. Right. But she does have her foot in, like... In the world of whiteness, I guess. Yeah, definitely in the beginning for sure. In the beginning, yeah. Yeah. So her grabbing an artist like ODB, who I would argue, kind of a deep cut, you know, because she Mm could have gone with Puffy. Yeah. I feel like that's similar, but also different because there she's asserting like, nah, this is like who I am. Right. For real, for real. I'm not trying to like change my image for the sake of album sales. I'm right. trying to change my image so that it matches who I actually am. Right. And she never turned back from that. She did not. 60 plus songs later with rappers. Mm. She's like still doing it. She's like, this is it. This right. is it. Ugh, I just love it when black women and black people are just like, I'm black mm-hmm. on purpose. Yep. That's important. Yep. Oh, also, obviously, it was a big enough song that, like, its legacy still endures today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, there was a huge TikTok challenge or TikTok dance last year with Mariah's Fantasy that all mm. the kids was doing. I I'm missed very it. behind on TikTok. Definitely out of that demo. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did increase the, the song streams again in 2018. But then it was also in Rush Hour, 1998, with a little girl in the back singing. Sang her heart out. Like, just so eyes closed. Perform the shit out of that song. You know, it was just so good. Yeah, it was. Hey, it's producer Eric. The story behind the remix is incredible, but don't take our word for it. Here's what happened directly from Mariah herself, from her audiobook, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. Of course, the session for ODB was late in the evening, and after I was swooped up by Tommy and brought back to Sing Sing for the night. Suddenly the phone rang. I answered and started to squeal with excitement. Someone from the studio called to report ODB had completed his session. Wait, wait, I said. 
Let me put you on speaker. I press speakerphone for Tommy to hear. Yo, New York in the house. It's Brooklyn in the house. Uptown in the house. Shallon, are you in the house? Boogie Down, are you in the house? Sacramento in the house. Atlanta, Georgia, are you in the house? West Coast, are you in the house? Japan, are you in the house? Everybody, are you in the house? Baby, baby, come on. Baby, come on. Baby, come on. Wee! I couldn't contain myself. I may have even started jumping up and down on the bed. Then I heard the next lines. Me and Mariah go back like babies with pacifiers. Older dog, no liar. Keeping fantasy hot like fire. That was it. Old Dirty Bastard spit crazy brilliance and scorched our pristine white bedroom with the grime and righteous fun I'd been craving. It kept going and all his crazy ad-libs sent me into euphoric giggles. I reveled in it. I was just screaming and laughing and whooping. But then I looked over at Tommy. His head was cocked to the side with a look of confusion he couldn't contain. The fuck is that? He blurted. I can do that. Get the fuck out of here with that. There it was. That was what he had to say about one of the most unique, amazing things I had ever heard. Making the fantasy video was really important to me, too. I wanted ODB to do for the video what he had done on the song, bring a zany, grimy element to it. The day of ODB's shoot was overcast, and we had one simple setup for him on the boardwalk. I went into his dressing room for our first face-to-face meeting bearing a gift, a silver flask engraved with his initials. We talked over the concept, which again was pretty simple because I didn't want anything to overshadow his performance as if it were possible for anything to upstage ODB. I told him about the idea of tying the clown up on the pole and really featuring his grills. He was down with all the action, but he had some kind of a problem with his wardrobe and wanted a wig. I want a wig, he kept saying, like one of the motherfuckers from the 60s, like Al Green. I'm like this generation's Al Green. Oh, I don't know about Al Green, but you definitely are something incredible, I respectfully responded. He was already in his full-blown drunk uncle mode. I had to send the stylist out to the mall with him so he could get exactly what he was envisioning. Mind you, we were in Westchester. It was my video, but I was still in Tommy's territory. When they returned, after an hour or two, the stylist was a wreck. Apparently, ODB was singing and shouting and whoa-ing and dranking all through the mall. But his look was perfect. The elongated and baggy proportions were just right for his dancing and weird, wonderful movements. He used his sleeves and his hood as props. It was spot on. And the scene where he's bare-chested in the straight mushroom wig with the pointy shades, he was giving a little more Ike Turner than Al Green. But whatever it was, it was unforgettable. His performance was all him, and it was perfect. I know ODB had some real trouble on his soul, but he brought nothing but joy to the remix, to the video, and to my world. R.I.P. ODB. Okoto, it is time to test our friendship once again. If you really just want to stay friends with me, you should just let me win. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's time for Games with Eric. Hello, it's me. I'm going to start out by giving both of you one point for shouting out Rye New York. Thank you. Yay, you're welcome. Anytime. Shout out to Rye. Uh, (laughs) Rye Playland. All right. What's up? (laughs) Westchester represent. Somebody listening is real hype right now. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I love that dragon. That's my shit. (laughs) 
I have a little game here for you. Mm-hmm. It's called I'm a little bit country and I'm a little bit hardcore hip hop. Okay. Oh, I like the twisted thing. Open. <laughs> Was not expecting. Yeah. Much like the pair of Mariah Carey and ODB, okay. we have a lot of people who've come together from totally disparate worlds, from totally disparate genres, and I would love to challenge you to tell me who they are and uh, just get some points and stuff, and we can talk about the songs. Okay. Okay. So, so are we how- going <laughs> to... <laughs> I will now tell like, you all the rules. The rules. Okay. I need to know how to win. So I'm going to give you a little bit of information. Sometimes it might be the artist who I'm asking mm. you is like, I'm going to give you one and y'all give me the other. And then you can also tell me for an extra bonus point what song it is that they did together. Got it. I'm okay. keeping a score on my phone because Tracy be cheating. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Okay. If you'll notice, my iPad is closed because I trust that my win is going to be hard fault. <laughs> okay. Blank notes. Right away. I'm mm. ready. Mm-hmm. It's wild. I didn't even notice it, but both of you put on sweatbands when I wasn't watching. Did we? No, that was a joke. Huh? You put on sweat- <laughs> I looked down and both of you were wearing like, oh, both of you are wearing a swingman jerseys <laughs> that you bought at Mitchell and Ness for $159. Yeah, man. It's I on. switched into uh got some Jordan's on. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to intimidate up. my opponent. Earrings mm-hmm. off. Akoto is now coming up with all the perceived slights that Tracy has given her throughout the years <laughs> to really motivate herself. I'm ready. <laughs> Amazing. All right, we're going to start with number one. Okay. Hey, I don't know if you knew, but Weezer co-wrote a song with Jermaine Dupri, and Jermaine Dupri got one of his friends to jump on the track. What? This sounds fake. Do you know? This is 100% a real thing. Do you know which one of Jermaine Dupri's friends went on this track with Weezer? I can also give you the hint and tell you what the name of the song is. Okay, no hint yet. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess the friend. Usher. It was not Usher, no. Fuck. Mm. It's a good guess, though. Okay. Um, do we get multiple guests? Yeah, guesses? you can do another guess. Oh, Tracy, you got to guess. I thought guess. she was out already. Nope. Um, well, you okay. can do it. You... <laughs> You're going to get it wrong, and I'm going to be back, bitch. <laughs> Weezer? I can't even remember. This was in 2009. This was on the album Ratitude. I will then give you the hint. The name of the song is called Can't Stop Partying. Ratitude? Mm-hmm. It's not one of their colored albums. It's the other ones that actually have titles. Uh, this also helps 2009. Who would be a very popular rapper to put on a Weezer track uh, about partying? About partying. That is also <laughs> That is also Jermaine Dupri's friend. Stop! Drop! <laughs> Why are you looking at my girl? <laughs> She's uh, Mary Tyler Moore, huh? <laughs> okay. Weezer with my Rough Riders. I can't stop. Oh okay, God. you know what? <laughs> Too much fun. Okay. <laughs> 2009. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Popular rappers. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. Lil Wayne. It was Lil Wayne. Yeah, what? <laughs> wow. I'm was, so proud of myself. There you go. One How point to co. 2009 was Lil Wayne's year. Was yes. it? Why? Yeah, it was what? a huge year. Which Carter? I don't remember, but I just know that it was a lot of. I mean, he just would not stop making songs. This was when ah. he was incredibly prolific. There yeah. are stories about Lil Wayne that they're like, "Oh man, you're like out partying." He's like, "Nah, man. Like all I do is write is write songs. And right. That's he's all just I do in the studio." Yeah, I love him because he's. I feel like he would find something to talk to the Weezer guys about because, like, mm-hmm. he also loves sports and mm-hmm. he's really good in interviews. And I love it when he puts on his glasses because I feel like he's like yeah. intentionally being very polite and nice. There's a bunch of interviews when he's like he has his glasses on and he's like holding his lean, and then he accidentally spills it. So and then sometimes he's like, "Oh my what? god, sorry, I'm so sorry, I spilled my lean." It's very, it's very <laughs> nice. Thing also, I'm so mad that I guessed Usher when this is about rappers. <laughs> well, they do call him U.S. 
H E R R A Y M O N D. Right. So anyway, the point is they wear similar glasses. I feel like they would connect on that, and also they would just be like awkward, like nerds at each other when they like trying to put themselves together. I just thought it would be a nice. It's a nice collaboration. Huh. I'm mad that I I think of Jermaine Dupri's only friend as being Usher. (laughs) (laughs) I find it adorable that you're so upset about that. I am. I'm upset about that first guest, but also. You got it. You got the point, though. I did. (laughs) All right. We're going to go to number two. Okay. Let's do it. Let's imagine it's Christmas time. Merry Mm -hmm. Christmas, everyone. And this is when everyone comes together, Mm -hmm. even people you wouldn't necessarily expect. So Busta Rhymes collaborated with this little pop star boy for the song Little Drummer Boy in 2011. Little pop star boy, 2011. Yes. So all you got to give me is who did he collaborate with? Justin Bieber. Yes. Bang. (laughs) This song. Wow. Remember when you got the first point and you was like, ah, it's okay. It's okay. Please inform us about what I just won. (laughs) You got one point. Congratulations. A new point. Um, What's wild about this is that like even on a Christmas song, Buster Rhyme can't stop doing the thing that he always does, where it feels like he busted into a room, <laughs> like, while, like, man. kicking the door <laughs> down. I'm gonna show you how to open these presents. And I'm gonna show you how to open these First, you gotta wrap them, you gotta wrap them, you gotta wrap them. Then you get the take, then you get the treat, then you get the decoration. Little drummer boy. Also, I sounded like an old black man. First, you get the treat. That's not how Buster Rhymes sounds. Buster Rhymes is an incredibly talented. No, it's amazing. It's really amazing. I can't rap as fast as him. That's why my Buster Rhymes version sounds like me just being a scoldy old black man. (laughs) (laughs) But if you slow Buster Rhymes down, is he not a quintessential uncle? You're right. You know that he would call you Miss Lady if he saw you on the street. (laughs) Hey, Miss Lady. This is true. Let me take you out and buy you dinner. Amazing. <laughs> Let me take it to the spot where I'll show you where it's hot. You drop, 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 drop. <laughs> okay. I make these I make these quizzes and games before y'all see it. And I'm just like, what's gonna happen? And here we are. Here we Every are. Every game is an adventure. <laughs> right. One one. Good okay. job. All right, okay. we're gonna go to number three. Right. These two were on a collision course. The businessman who is more of a businessman. And the mm. Jay Z and, and can can he finish the question? Sorry, can he get through the question? And the rap rock band that got together after Coldplay. an M- MTV special to really cement their relationship. I don't remember when Chris Martin started rapping, I so they were not the say. rap rock band. <laughs> oh shit! See if you would have let him finish the question. Sorry, my bad. Right. Okay. Because Akoto jumped in, Tracy. I'm gonna give you an opportunity. <laughs> So who is the uh, the rapper and the rap rock band that came together during an MTV special, but then they recorded an album? Do you know who they are? Um, uh, I know the business and businessman is mm-hmm. clearly Jay Z. There you go. Um, I know the name of the album. Please God, don't let him get it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you brought Jesus, Father God. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's a rap rock group mm-hmm. band. You said yes, group band. They play both instruments and they have a rapper. Um, 
The Beastie Boys don't play instruments. <laughs> All right, Akona, what is it? The Grey Album. Oh, that's interesting. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, the Grey Album. See what happens the gray, when you invoke you, the Lord. You went too far. The Grey Album was put together in post. That they remixed those two together. The Grey Album when they took the Black Album, okay. the White Album. Is oh, I don't. Is oh, it? Is oh, it? Is oh, it? Oh, is Lincoln it? Park. Danger Mouse. It was oh, Lincoln Park. Yeah, Tracy gets the point. Yeah. Right, I see what you're saying. This is trash. I lost. It was Collision Course, and the song I love is Numb Encore. I listen oh. to that so much oh. in middle school and high school. Linkin Park is such like an emo rap rock band. Oh. Like the lead singer, like Mike Shinoda is the rapper, and he's the one who did Remember the Name, mm-hmm. which is my favorite uh, use of fractions in any rap song. Fraction? 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100%. I was a joke just for me. Uh, <laughs> but there is a, such an emo thing over it. So like Jay-Z's rapping and doing encore, and then it's like, tired, be what you want me to be. Oh, Feeling yeah. So fat, I remember so all under- this. Yeah. I, I personally hated all that stuff. <laughs> it's very disparate. I just um, really love the song. But I'm so I didn't mad. know it okay. existed. Yeah. All, right. all right, number all right. four. This number collaboration four. was a hot one. <laughs> I get it. I get that reference. I know it. Let's so, go. Santana can't sing, so know, someone else has it. to do it. And this is the only time that it's okay for this man to say, my Spanish Harlem Mona Lisa. I got it. I got it. Tracy. I got it. Uh, the song is I know this Maria one, Maria. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not Maria Maria. It's uh, Smooth, mm-hmm. uh, Santana, and Rob Thomas? There you go. Two hey! points. That album was so good. First of all, so I'm good. mad. Can I get that point? No, I... what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely cannot. She raised her <laughs> I know it. And she just raised her hand faster. And that's not fair. <laughs> she was faster and that's not fair. The okay. judges will, will okay. deliberate all right, fine. and they won't agree. Yes. How many What's questions the... are there? Because am I already have I already lost? There is one more question, but it does give you the chance to come all the way back. Okay. All right. Koto, if you for you to come all the way back, you got to get all of these things right. Okay, no all pressure. Right. So, She's never gonna do it. She's never gonna do it. I think, and a lot of other people think that Nelly actually wants to be a country singer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know this one. Though Nelly has shot down those rumors in 2015 when people thought he was gonna do it, but he said that it's never gonna happen. Though he respects country music as a genre, uh-huh. I want you to name the country acts he's worked with and the songs that have come out of that collaboration. I'm going to give it to Okoto first, who can come all the way back. If you get all of these rights, both artists and both songs, then you can win. I so clearly see the video. Right. Oh, God. Who? What was the year? There are two different ones. One is a remix that came out in 2012. If you want to go was... and take a ride with me. Nah, 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 no, that in... is an actual Nelly song. You're right. <laughs> But it was the beginning of his like. There is a guitar in it though. In it was the beginning of his like. Ooh, I'm about to be a little country. Just a little bit. Huh. He he always was a little bit country. I, I mean, think he had that. I mean, country he's reflected from he's, like, country, you know. he's a yeah. country dude. Yeah. Okay. Um, I see it so clearly, but I'm afraid that I cannot name anything. Tracy, you want to hop in and really just pad your win? Pad your win. That would, was rude, Eric. I would love to pad my win. Thanks for the motivation. <laughs> It's all right. You don't have to. You know what? I don't know the answer. I I don't know, man. Garth Brooks. The two songs I'm talking about, one is Nelly was over and over again featuring Tim McGraw. Oh. I gave myself over and over. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then the other one was by Florida Georgia Line <gasps> featuring Nelly called Cruise, which is I think is the music video you're talking about, which yes. is where they're they're both driving different trucks at the different times. Yes. yes. Right. I love it so much. And I'm not a country person, mm -hmm. but I also love Nelly and I listen to it all the time. I think it's much better than the original song. And it really, I can see why rumors about Nelly wanting to be a country singer was out there. Right. All yeah. right. So. What was the final score? Uh, Drum roll, please. Sorry, let me do all the math. <laughs> okay. Tracy, you're taking this one home. <laughs> it's okay. Next time I redeem myself and y'all going to be like. Oh, man. It just feels, once. you know. Post-game interview, you know what? Going in, <laughs> the intimidation worked a little bit at first because she was, you know what I'm saying, too confident. But then I remembered, you know what I'm saying, that confidence is quiet. You was kind of loud. So then that's when I was like on the inside, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if her heart's in it. Um, it was <laughs> in the beginning. I thought she had me. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. But I uh, just had to keep my head in the game and uh, pay it off. Thank you. Hmm. Um, let's just all remember the real important part was my really good DMX voice that oh, I was yes. doing. Good. It was a great job. It was excellent. <laughs> of DMX singing um, Amazing. You know, I just want to say that, you know, next time I'd be more careful. I think I jumped the gun, you know. Uh -huh. I think, you know, um, while I brought the right attitude and spirit, you know, I might have been moving a little too quickly and in my haste gave up some points to my opponent. But That's it's right. okay because we're going to get him next round. It's mm. all right. I'm going to start oh. looking for these mixtapes that Chris Martin has been releasing. <laughs> That's what I get for not listening. I'm there like, white man, Jay-Z, Coldplay. <laughs> Cole, guess what? What? We did it. It's over. We did all of the episodes. Our season is complete. Can you believe wow. it? How are you feeling? I think it's a pretty good mixtape. Not bad. I feel Not like bad. if Aliens came down mm -hmm. and was like, what were the 90s like? Right. We could be like, oh, here you go. Mm -hmm. Bam, a mixtape. Here's a mixtape, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then uh, they listen and they're like, you know what? I think I got it. Yeah. I think I get it. They were onto something. I got a question for you. Yes. What did you learn this season that you did not know? Do you know what? I have a very real lesson that I learned. And I learned that 90s music bears revisiting for several reasons. Mm. One, the world is shit. Mm -hmm. I would love a time machine. Would love to go back to the 99 and 2000 right now. This is mm -hmm. kind of a way to do it. Mm -hmm. And also, like, my brain has rewritten most 90s music in, like, this very, like, corny font, like, in my head. Like, I feel like the music from the 90s we look at is just, like, being, like, goofy and silly. Right. And it sounds like neon colors and uh, a pants leg up for no reason. We right. all looked ridiculous. But there's some bomb-ass music. In, yes. And from the 90s. Yeah, yeah, That we should all be playing and listening to. And it was also, is the blueprint for everything that we're listening to now. And it's also kind of comforting because, like, I don't know, the older you get, the more responsibilities you have. Mm -hmm. And listen, very happy to be alive. Not looking to change that anytime soon. But sometimes right. I just want to be like, can I, can I just take a break? Can I yes. just, like, go back to when I was in my bathtub crying and listening yes. to all my favorite songs? Yes. So, yeah, we hope this was a break for y'all, too. Yeah, um, we miss y'all already. I know. I got I know. abandonment issues. I don't want to bring that up. I know this is not the podcast for it, but, like. <laughs> I know. We love y'all. So, yeah, this was this was fun. We're out here. We're around. And, you know, maybe we'll be back much like the 90s. Oh, you see that what was happened? Great. You see what that I was, did? That was so good. <laughs> Time's a flat circle, y'all. We out. <laughs> Bye. Bye.